Hello, I'm Caroline Carey. I'm a soul worker and soul doula. I have a deep understanding of the soul's journey from cradle to grave, and I've traveled between the veils of the spirit realms. I've studied the path it evokes, and I've come to understand why the majority of today's problems are rooted in the loss of spirituality. So my work, which is Middle Earth Medicine Ways, empowers people to find what is lost and to reclaim their own circle of strength by embodying their soul. And I do this by holding a space for healing and soul retrieval with shamanic skills, trance and conscious dance. I love creative writing and poetry. Please join me in listening to these wonderful teachers and soul workers, the facilitators and the guides of spiritual and shamanic work. They all have something very important to share and are a great gift to our communities. I've learned a lot from listening to them. I invite you to also. So anyone who knows me knows that I love creativity, not just creativity where we're making something and you know it's part of our career, but when it's something that comes through the soul and you just know it's yours to do, you know that it's yours to create, you know that it's a gift for the world and you might not even be sure why you're doing it, you just know you have to do it, hey? Um, well, this is this is the story of Martin, who I met a while ago, I think during lockdown, actually. And, um, you know, he's a tarot reader and he talked to me about my own oracle cards. And he had a great share around that. But he had an, one of these awakenings with his creativity. And I'm fascinated to hear how it has worked out for him because he's making spirit dolls. And you might think this is, a bit of a strange thing for a guy from the Midlands, uh, from West Brom, mm -hmm. making spirit dolls um, and, you know, just making a really incredibly beautiful job of them. I mean, they're not just dolls. They are something really unique and special. But he's also got a really, really um, heartwarming story to share with us as well and a lot of wisdom. Please take a listen here to Martin Williams and uh, let me know if you have a story to share too. Hello, Martin. Martin Williams from Birmingham. So lovely to see you again. How are you? I'm good, Caroline. Thank you for inviting me um, on here today. It's lovely to be back and Obviously, people can't see, but I can see your face. And yeah, it's yeah. lovely to actually see you. So thank you. Oh, wonderful. So, so what, what's happening in your life at the moment? What's what's most important for you right now? Oh, I've, I've kind of um, completely changed direction. Um, as you know, um, you know, I've been a tarot reader um, for over 40 years now. And then um, about, it was about four months ago, I had a dream. And in this dream, um, I don't know what it was, whether it was some kind of intervention or anything like that. Um, and I got up the next morning, uh, got out the sewing machine, and I started making dolls. And I have never done anything with textiles at all in my life. Um, 
and I thought I've got to do this so, you know I've you know it's like it felt like a calling and so I've started to make spirit dolls as I call them and yeah it's completely changed everything and this just came from a dream came from a dream yeah and I started with um I did, obviously I didn't go out and buy like bags and bags of fabric I started with some felt and some some simple sewing stitches and then I got my sewing machine out, got more creative. And as I, as I was like, kind of like doing it, um, the, the dolls seemed to like, uh, you know, come to a life of their own. And then I started filling them with herbs and then making my own, my own faces for them. And then that was it. Uh, yeah. And they're based on earth and, you know, what I find in the woodlands around the British Isles and everything that I used to pass by before. You know, like say, you kick a stone on the floor or kick a twig on the floor. Not now. It's got potential. And I think I can use that in one of my dolls now. And it's like I'm noticing things more so now than I ever have done in my life. So, yeah, it's been been a journey. Mm. Oh, oh, these are, and, and if people want to see these dolls, because obviously we can't see them here, but where can they find them? Where can they look? On my Instagram, um, I'm actually started, which is Martin's Musings, Martin's underscore Musings. Um, but I am starting a separate doll page um, very soon because I want to kind of like pull away from that and, and concentrate on my dolls. Um, and, and it's just, it's been an incredible journey and also in the therapeutic journey for me as well, which I think I needed, you know, at the time. It's so fascinating that you would just suddenly go from tarot reading to making spirit dolls. What's the significance of a spirit doll? Well, the significance is, um, obviously, I see them as born from nature. So everything that I use is either found or recycled. Um, the only thing that, you know, I need to do at the moment, find out at the moment, is find some natural pigment for the faces because I am using, still using acrylic paint. Um but that is the only kind of man-made, you know, <clears throat> substance um, on the dolls. And so I thought I want this doll for, you know, to somebody to put on the altar, somebody to just, you know, something for someone to display, something like, you know, like um, an inanimate object. But obviously, because people use crystals and herbs in healing and ceremony and, you know, you see it all over social media, I thought, you know what? If I can make a doll and incorporate all these different things into one kind of package where people can feel, you know, healed or because I'm using lavender and I'm using all sorts of herbs, you know, which are native to the UK. Um, nothing is kind of imported, you know, it's all natural herbs from the UK. Um, most of them have been foraged by myself and dried out. So, you know, for different things, so dolls for protection, dolls for healing, uh, dolls for love, um, every single different one i've been using that one is full of rose petals um beautiful pink. Oh, and pink yeah so each one has got their own purpose um this is actually a commission for somebody at the moment um and she and honestly caroline it's just the whole our listeners our listeners here this is a really beautiful doll she's blue lots of different shades of blue she's carrying little sticks and lavender and there's a message with it yeah that's tied onto it there's a message um which uh, doll's name is um and what you can use her for well what the person wants to use for because as i said this is a commission um yeah it's just uh 
an amazing process that's completely changed me yeah. as a it's, you it's, know it's, it's extraordinary. Like, yeah you know exactly what i was like 12 months ago i was a bit you know you know i've always kind of like not um not wanted to conform and not wanted to do what everybody else is doing and i couldn't find my niche and then yeah it's just kind of happened and and yet you you kind of had a niche with your tarot readings you worked a lot with tarot all kinds of different cards yeah 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 and you did, did podcasts and um youtube channel on on these different cards and readings with them what brought you into the tarot reading it was just obviously i mean i've um i picked up my first deck when i was like nine ten years old um and i kind of was self-taught obviously until i realized in my teens there was a few books and that um and i didn't realize that i was actually doing it all right um so even at a young age i used to get the cards because i started off with the tarot de marseille deck and i used to make up stories the way that you know the characters were facing um and things like that you know and it kind of like, you know, helped me to heal in the 90s when I went through a particularly difficult period. I always consistently used the Mother Peace Tarot. Um, so let's just come back a little bit. So you were a teenager and you picked up the tarot decks. I was a child, actually. I was child. 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 years old and you got into the tarot. How did that happen? Um, there was a, um, because I, I've got strong connections with Wales, um, you know, my grandparents are Welsh, so my parents are Welsh, and um, there was a, a little shop and, in a small coastal town, and they had a cabinet at the back of the counter, and I was fascinated by the cabinet, because even then, I knew in that cabin, cabinet, it was like kind of forbidden things you know um that nobody else could touch and i saw this like uh i think it was the death card on the front of the box at the time and i was just fascinated by this skeleton holding this side um and it was just the 22 major arcana i think at the time and i asked mom and dad if i could have them and obviously they didn't know what they were and yeah that was it and I wouldn't leave them alone. I was playing with them on the floor and I was like making up stories. But I was that odd child who used to like kind of like um, go to the bottom of the garden and, and you know, imagine I was in some kind of fairy realm. Um, so I've always been interested in kind of the unseen, the unknown, the forbidden, if you want to call it that. And yeah, and, and it kind of, it stayed through me, stayed with me throughout my life, the whole of my life. Um, they relate to it you we're so similar we both both come well we both lived in birmingham i was born in birmingham yeah. you know, it was like we talked about that hey and uh, you know i just relate to so much of what you're saying you know yeah. we love the odd children don't we the odd children yeah you know i was like you know i could have been in that um miss peregrine's peculiar children movie you know because <laughs> that would have been my dream to be in somewhere like that you know yeah, and, me too. Yeah, and I was always kind of the odd, you know, the odd child out. I was very kind of reserved and shy, um, you know, and I, I prefer to, like, play with rocks on the floor and things like that. And then when I, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't until probably about 10, 15 years ago that I even discovered a crystal that you could actually buy crystals. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and, and it's just opened so many doors to me, for me, and I've met some incredibly beautiful people over the years yourself included um and it's just been life-changing social media 
has got its dark side, but it's also got its good side as well. You know, of course, of course yeah. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. And it's interesting you say you were playing with rocks on the floor. And there's such a thing as 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 rock throwing, stone throwing. You yeah. know that kind of yeah that divination that is so ancient in our culture. It's yeah. all a little child. You were tapping into the ancient ways of divination and fortune telling or whatever we want to call it. But, you know, you knew it, it was in your bones. Hey, did any of your family have any of that? that your... My nan actually, my nan used to read playing cards um, for her friends. And I used to like sit there and, you know, watch my nan and listen to my nan. Um, so yeah, and, and I think, um, I don't know whether my nan was like tied with like the, the Welsh old ways um, or anything like that, you know, maybe. But like, I mean, things back then, I mean, weren't really talked about, were they? Um, it was all very kind of um, cloak and dagger and, you know, not like now where everybody can say, I'm a witch, I'm a witch. You know, you couldn't do that back then. I mean, whether my nan, you know, whether, I mean, I always used to see these like three or four same women at my nan's house sitting around the table. You know, so I mean, whether my nan run a secret cover, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, so wonderful! Yeah, yeah. but she was lovely, and you know, she, she died in nineteen eighty three, and I was thirteen years old. And because I spent a lot of time with her when I was a child, um, it had a huge impact on my life. You know, um, when my nan passed away, and I still think of her, you know, to this very day. You know, um, yeah, and I'd still like to say. Oh God, Nan! You know, I wish you could see what I did now and stuff. But maybe she can, you know. But maybe like, yeah. she can. So maybe it's my Nan. I've got to thank for all this, you know. Um, but my mom and dad never, ever, ever um, tried to dissuade me from doing anything, though. Um, they kind of left me to it. They didn't say like, "Oh, what you're doing, and you shouldn't be doing that." So they've always been kind of open-minded, you know, um, which was good. So I've always been able to express myself freely. Oh, that's so good. That that's great to have parents like that. Hey, or maybe maybe the, your your grandmother's going to be one of those little spirit dolls. Maybe she's. Uh, well, have you? Oh so, yeah, yeah. It's nice, you know. I mean, maybe like I don't know where I've got my kind of like you know ideas from, Caroline. I I honestly do not know what's happened, but I will say one thing: if ever anyone has, you know, anything they want to do, anything. I mean, you can just do it, you know, just go for it. You know, nothing's stopping you. The only person that's stopping you is yourself. Um, and I'm proof of that because, as I said, like, you know, people was asking me things, oh, how long have you been a textile designer? I was like, what? I've, <laughs> I've never used a sewing machine in my life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it just goes to show you're never too old to start anything. Um, I mean, I'm 52 now and... If you'd have said to me, Martin, you know what? You know, when we spoke last year, and you said, Martin, you know, this time next year, you're going to be making spirit dolls. And I just, I'd have said, Caroline, are you insane? What, what are you talking about? Yeah, so, yeah. And do you carry on with the tarot readings? Do you do that for yourself? or? I do the collective tarot readings on Instagram, which I'm kind of winding down because, like, I mean, it's taking up too much of my time with the dolls as well. I haven't got time to juggle the two anymore. I'm still doing deck reviews for creators, which I absolutely adore um, because YouTube is my own kind of like, that's kind of my sanctuary. I can sit down, you know, I can point the camera to my hands or my face and, you know, take my time 
and you know i absolutely love doing youtube you know and i do lives with levi obviously as well and some other members of the community and i really enjoy youtube because it's got a different kind of vibe than you know facebook and instagram you can kind of interact more with people on youtube oh okay well that's good to know yeah i need to get mine up and running a bit more yeah it's very interesting all the details we'll have in, in our box below here so people can contact you and have a look at the at these beautiful dolls that you're, you're creating. So where do you see this going now? What's your hope for the future? Um, I just want to carry on doing what I'm doing. <clears throat> and obviously, you know, I'm loving it. And I didn't have kind of an agenda to start with. Um, it was for me, myself. And then it took me a long time to post, you know, when you get that kind of imposter syndrome, and it took me a long time to post a dollop on Instagram. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to post this dollop on. I'm ready to be ridiculed, you know. And every the, the, the DMs just flooded my, you know, the inbox. I didn't know you can make any make me one. Can you make me one? And then, like, I was sort of like, okay, you know, this is serious now. <laughs> you know, the, I've got to start buying things and, you know, like special things and, and things, you know, I can using the dolls um as i said most of it was foraged um and and it's just opened everything up for me and i'm hoping that i can kind of carry on down this path i'm not a business um so i hope nobody ever thinks i am because i'm not i'm just a person who makes dolls and i like to do it in my own time um it's kind of a meditative therapeutic process so I'm not a production line where I'm just banging out five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten a day. You know, I'll probably do one, maybe two a week. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what did your family think of uh, of this, you know, your, your partner? And how, how did this go down when you woke up one morning? So I've just had a dream and now I'm going to change my, have a career change. It was like a complete eye roll from everyone um, because it was like, oh, well, here we go again. You know, <laughs> something else, another fad. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know i think people was just shocked you know when i, I kind of i think that was more shocked that i stick with it <laughs> not what i created it was the shock of actually going through with it and carrying on doing it so martin let's just talk about tarot cards i know you're well into the 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 dolls now but the tarot cards have been a really important part of your life since you were 10 years old so yeah. let's give this some attention because you've you've gone through I mean, loads and lots of different tarot card sets and oracle cards. You've looked at them all. You've studied them. I can see behind you on the shelves, there's boxes and boxes of them. You, you, you've done reviews for people. You did a review on my oracle cards that were painted by Brenda May and the process that we went through that. So what do you feel about tarot cards these days? What's your, what's your thought around them? Okay, right. Now, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Um, Go on. Because- I think, first of all, not only the market is like oversaturated now with tarot cards and oracle cards, it's also lacking in a lot of substance um, for me personally. Um, I am not an artist in any way, shape or form. I don't draw or anything like that. So, but I am saying this from a place of knowing because of all the decks I review and all the things I do see online. Um, I am... I prefer um, either drawn, painted, uh, natural kind of artwork. I mean, one of my favourite all-time decks are 
The Soft Tarot by uh, Alistair Crowley and Lady Frida Harris. And obviously, you gifted me a copy of your deck, which Brenda painted. Um, and to me, I can tell and I can connect better with something that's been hand-drawn and painted than something that's been done digitally. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a problem with digital decks. It's just not my kind of thing. And I know now that you can create, you know, artwork um, possibly as good as you could digitally as possible as you could by hand. But I can still sense that kind of void in between the creator and the deck. Um, and don't even start me on AI artwork. Uh, well, it's not artwork, is it? Um, <laughs> so let's just erase that artwork bit. Don't even start me on AI-generated work um because to me it's theft and it's so empty and vapid um you know i could sit here now and i could you know just line up 20 decks and i'd say caroline this is vapid this is vapid this is vapid and i know you'd agree um because to me it's become such a commodity now for people to make money um you know you've got kickstarters every single day you know there's somebody doing a deck uh the, the the major publishers like us games llewellyn um hay house rockpool there's an array of decks coming out every month you know you want to see their online catalog and it's all the same recycled stuff this is why i um people who know me know i love like kind of the older decks like the the thought tarot the Roy White Smith Tarot, and I have got a couple of ones that have been created over the last five years. They're incredibly special. But if you notice, I said couple. Um, there's not very many at all that stay here, you know, um, because to me it's become like um, a production, you know, a, you know, a production belt. You know, one out, one in, one in, one out, and you know it shouldn't be like that. Tarot, you know, for an eight hundred year old system. Um, you know, it's kind of like being at its kind of air and mystery taken out of it, you know. And I, I, I would actually say that it lacks soul. It does lack soul. It completely lacks soul. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I couldn't think of the word. It does lack soul. And Yeah. Because yeah. when I think about making these oracle cards, the Middle Earth Medicine oracle cards with Brenda May, you know, we, we, we pondered on them, we, we, we spent time with them, we went through our own process with them. And, you know, and every, every painting has been considered in depth. And I, I'm still finding things out about them. Even now, you know, I, I pick a card and I go, oh, there's that little bit in the painting that I hadn't seen before. And yeah. recognizing what that means, because the cards have had their own journey. They've been through a process that's still un unveiling itself to us. I oh, know, I oh, know. Their own soul, not just our soul, has gone into the making. Yeah. But they've got their own soul that, that's growing and, and learning from being in life. Now, let me just, I mean, obviously, don't tell, don't say the colour or anything of the card or, you know, because I don't want to give any giveaways, Um, you know. But let me just hold something up for you now. Does that, to you, have any soul? No, no. And you're showing me a, a picture of the Three of Cups that's, uh, yeah it doesn't mean much to me to be yeah, honest yeah yeah um so no it's the same with me as well you know it's all completely like kind of like 
I don't know, overdone, oversaturated. It just, I think it all started, I mean, when we had the pandemic. Um, it, you know, or me and Levi noticed on Instagram that we had all these newbie tarot readers just come out the woodwork because they'd obviously lost the day jobs. They bought a deck and a book from Amazon. And then within two weeks, I was giving professional readings. Nice. And then what happened after that was Kickstarter kind of blew. And, oh, I'm doing a deck, I'm doing a deck, I'm doing a deck. And you think, oh, my God, you know, why am I doing that? Because, yeah, for yourself, uh, maybe, but, like, yeah, you know, it's just, you know what I mean, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I know, I totally do. And it's quite controversial at the moment, isn't it? With it's some, it. And it's not just tarot decks that this is, that's, that's going no. on. There's, there's a, lot, lot. Of, there's a yeah. lot of things and this is one of the dangers with social media isn't it is that we can put anything out there if you're good at marketing if you're good at creating stuff online then you you can yeah you can do it all but what we're looking for is the soul of things and yeah. certainly making these dolls and working the way that you do you're bringing soul into into i hope so you know, into your craft. you know i mean you know let's just you know let's just like you know say one thing i mean there is room for everyone yeah but like sometimes perhaps there shouldn't be that's all i'm saying on that you know <laughs> <laughs> well you know what's the message here spend time with something get to know get to spend know time with something get to know get to learn you know study i've always said that i can't stress that enough you know um make it yours and you know and just yeah. Don't keep pouring Kickstarters out every week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 and partly it's looking at your life journey, your, your own story. What is yeah. your, what inspired you as a child? What did you bring into the world then? What were your solutions for your challenges and difficulties? You know, how did you find a sense of, of who you are in the world? And that takes, takes years, doesn't it? Of really yeah, looking and studying and understanding i always talk about it in middle of medicine as as you know being your your own life story is your university so so you know you're, you're kind of an unlikely lad living in 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 birmingham yeah I mean, you know you whereabouts are you i'm in a little town just outside birmingham called west bromwich um my, my dad and my brother used to support West Brom football team. That's I'm not far from there. I mean, I do love it because, like, it's very multicultural. Um, I just love that about it. Um, the the West Midlands is a multicultural place. Um, and I would miss that if I moved somewhere else. Um, but my ideal place probably would be in a cabin in the middle of Wales, surrounded by nobody. Um, just craft stuff. My cats and and a stove I can boil up and dye natural you know I want to start doing my own natural dyes as well which I've used you know I've used you know saffrons and things like that but I want to kind of get into the whole like you know oh what colour does that turn if I boil that up with some fabric um so yeah I'd like to be that little old witch in the woods you know um one day <laughs> who knows I can just see it I can see it Martin but right yeah. now you're living near West Bromwich and that's that's your home and how you've been there a long time hey i've been here yeah i've been i mean i was uh bought up like probably about two miles away from west bromwich and i'm i lived in wales on and off all throughout my life um and then uh i moved back permanent to west bromwich 11 years ago um and so yeah i think 
I need the kind of, there was a part of me at the time that wasn't ready to kind of like stay away from everybody else because when I lived in Wales, I felt so isolated. But I was a lot younger then. And now as you get older, your tolerance levels drop somewhat. You start losing patience with other people. And I'm thinking, I just want to be in the middle of somewhere by myself. You know, it's a daily occurrence here to be like, kind of like making spirit dolls and then all of a sudden you'll hear a siren go by. And like, it brings you back to reality where you are. You know, it's it's urban life. and Busy place, hey? It is a busy place, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and you're looking for some quiet now. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's like that thing, I think a lot of of the the odd kids as we grow up, you know, start to desire those, those quieter places and to be more alert in that way but um how uh, being an odd kid how was it for you like using odd kid now because I think it's kind of yeah um it was it was nice because I was I was very happy I mean obviously I had friends you know but I was very happy with my own company when all the kids used to hate it because they couldn't go out because it was raining I used to absolutely love it um because I could be like stood by myself with my books um my pens and my crayons and I, I was just I loved being by myself and I still do yeah. I am a solitary person even though I do like you know see my friends and things I have no problem at all um spending time by myself the same was I didn't struggle via lockdown at all um I loved it personally you know um and how was it in school how, how is it going to school with with being that way it was good. I was the, I was kind of the I was still the odd kid when I went to school because like I mean on music tastes and everything so I was like kind of a goth in the eighties. Um, it was always oh Martin you know we'll give go to Martin because like he'll he'll tell us our future, um, <laughs> and it was kind of like that. But like you know I was kind of that. I was very respected though you know no I wasn't bullied or anything like that. I was kind of like I don't know popular but like unpopular because I didn't really want to bother with people um but yeah I loved it you know I had a a nice school actually you know I've never experienced any problems at school um through my sexuality or anything like that you know um and it was strange because when I come out in 1984 and I was 14 years old that was amidst the AIDS crisis um so it was huge, you know, if you remember back then. And, you know, I never had any problem, you know, so. Uh, you're you're it, very fortunate, aren't you, in, in many ways. You had parents who supported you with, your, with yeah. the things that you, you were, were into and you didn't have problems at school. And so, there, there's a, you know, you, you were, you've you been blessed, it seems. So I, I get a sense of your grandmother looking over you and handing you right. Caroline, because I come in, I have two friends at school. I mean, especially one friend who sadly passed away now. Um, and he's five years of hell. He went through through being bullied through his sexuality at school, and you know I never did. And and I often think, well, I wonder why I wasn't and he was. You know, um, I just think I don't know. It's sad. You know, it really is sad when you think back. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 yeah, you've never had any difficulties around that as an as a adult. No, not really. No, not at all. No. Um, I've just always been um, very open, very honest about it. You know, you know, you know what I'm like, a spade, a spade. And yeah. nobody's ever said anything to my face, probably a lot directly on my back, you know. But um, I haven't experienced like any kind of really bad homophobia, which is good. 
Yeah, and do you think sometimes just being so open and accepting of yourself helps with that? I think what I have found, if you are comfortable in your own skin, that really, really helps a lot. You know, I was determined from an early age, Caroline, you know, especially when I was aware of my sexuality, you know, through my very early teens. And when I come out at school, I was determined not to be that victim, you know, and I didn't want to kind of like play on my sexuality or anything like that. And I never have as an adult either, you know, I'd rather see people see me before they see my sexuality. And, you know, I think that's important. You know, I've got nothing to prove to anyone. I'm gay, so what? You know, so I'm billions of other people. Um, and, and that's the way I've always thought about it, you know. So I've never kind of like, I don't know, like been in anybody's face or kind of, you know, about things like that. I've just gone on with my life and that's the way it should be, I think. So good to hear you, you speak like this, Martin. Um, really great. And, and so the, these dolls, you know, are, are they reflecting any of your life? Possibly, yeah, especially the healing process, because, like, I mean, I put so much, like, love and attention and detail into them. And not most of the dolls end up being kind of made for some kind of, like, healing. And I think it come at a time, especially after last year, when I was really ill in London, when I was with Levi, um... I think I was on the verge of a breakdown again and I went through a difficult period from last October until about February and you know and I think I needed to do this I needed to do something and these obviously come along and I think obviously it's helped me on my own healing journey as well being able to create um, and you know focus on something that's tangible and you know you can kind of help other people as well you know and that's what the special part about it is so you found this as part of your own healing journey and to, to a therapeutic way of being creative in order to serve yourself and then others which is exactly yeah, yeah. what we talk about in middle earth medicine is that that ability to to find what you need for what you, your resource what your solution is for finding a, a healing path. Yeah. And Definitely. then serves other people. And you, you're a beautiful example of that. Unless somebody knows what somebody's gone through, whether they've lived it or experienced it in some way, how can you possibly know or feel? How can you be em empathic towards that person? Because you've got no idea what they've been through. Um, and, I, and I find it like important to always stress this, you know, when people say to me, oh, when I've done tarot readings in the past, you understand, don't you? And I says, because I've been there. Um, and I think that's important, you know, and for somebody to do whatever kind of work, whether it's healing work or tarot or doll making or whatever they're doing, unless you kind of experience what you're, you know, you know unless you kind of like experience what you're practicing, it's just empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's, some part of the whole healing process you know i totally agree with you martin i think i think that's it's uh, yeah it's a vital part of it isn't it, it is, yeah yeah it's like the, we talk about the wounded healer hey yeah it's it's true you know because i mean i had um some cbt therapy from january to april and it touched on a lot of things that i didn't think mattered and you know they did matter and i didn't realize i was carrying 
this kind of like things, trauma, or if you whatever you want to call it, around with me all my life. And then when I re- recognize this kind of trauma, which I passed off as just a life experience, that's when things started to change for me. And that was since childhood that you experienced. Yeah, I was I was abused as a child. Um, yeah, and not by my parents. Um, it was a, a friend of the family. and I hadn't I've always been kind of open about it you know from early adulthood but I always just brushed it under the carpet you know and never really give it much thought and then when I started to have therapy and started to be open about it I didn't realize what an impact it had on my adult life so um I did a healing release uh and it was the most profound thing I've ever done um and it was amazing really amazing and obviously i'll never change what happened what's happened caroline never but now i've got a different perception of it it's completely different right right i it's great to hear stories like that and i think we do need to speak out and share i think we do i mean i've always been kind of like open about mental health and you know especially males with mental health problems and also males who have been sexually abused as well and and i think it's important that to address this i mean go and talk to someone you know even if you've never spoken to anyone about it all your life it's important to release that kind of like feeling of guilt and blame and shame um and that's what's happened to me and i am a completely different person now so have any guys asked you for dolls to help them with their healing path? No, not yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. They have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, two people. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have. Yeah. I was going to say no, not yet. But I'll have to think then. Too. I've done actually two dolls for guys. But it is mainly um, women, um, which I'm fine anyway. Uh, I, I, am, I, I can imagine, but it just struck me that these these dolls like men might go oh well I don't play with dolls you know that that's yeah yeah the girl thing but actually it's it's not and and to have something like that to sit on your bedside cabinet or just to help remind you of your healing journey is as a really stunningly beautiful thing and for for anybody I've always said somebody said to me like you know you know what can I do with it when I get it and I says well you can do whatever you want with it and I says why don't you talk to it you know, and I says, talk to it. And I says, tell it your secrets and your problems and your troubles. And I had a message and I said, oh, I'm just, you know, more of what, you know, what you've told me and, you know, realizing that, you know, somebody getting things off this person's chest and I'm not going to get any feedback. I'm just using this doll like as a sounding board. And if it's bringing this person comfort, that's all that matters, you know. Who'd have thought that, you know, some forage materials and, and things in the shape of a doll could, like, you know, help so many people? And it does, and it's lovely. And the imagine, feedback amazing. Imagine having one of these dolls in your pocket and when you're, you know, going in for a difficult interview or you, you're... you're um, That's you're, right, yeah. I'll do surgery, you just... Like, I'll, yeah. I'll do some tiny ones, and, and people yeah. love those because you, you go, I'll see you can put these in your purse, you know, in your bag, carry them around with you, you know. And uh, they're really popular, those tiny ones are. Yeah, and then you can just hold it when you're feeling that and just feel the support of this little companion, couldn't you? I think that's come from me um, using different crystals over the years for anxiety. Um, 
that has definitely come from me. Um, or I used to, and I still do actually, I've got a little pocket um, of the Virgin Mary statue that goes with me absolutely everywhere. Um, and I think it's just that form of focusing on something else or holding or rubbing something else when you're kind of like in a state of anxiety and focusing on something else stops you focusing on yourself. Um, and that's always helped me. I mean, I'm not saying that crystals have or haven't got any properties, healing properties at all. But I know that like kind of having something tangible to hold when you're kind of like in a state of panic or you need something to focus on, it really, really does help. Um, yeah, and, and I get that. And, and, and you, you know, you're making something, it's recycled material, it's stuff you find in nature. It's yeah. completely natural, whereas crystals and the like, you know, let's face it, they are overmined. They are, on yeah. the resource of the earth and, and should we be taking those oh, yeah it's all those questions isn't it but you're just finding things and recycling things for the yeah country. yeah and i think it's nice because like yeah. i mean you want to whatever ritual you want to do with your doll you paid for it you're entitled to do what you want with it sure. you know you can use them as like you know you can burn them if you want to you know you can do whatever you want to do with them it's your doll um but you wouldn't be able to like burn a crystal as you say and you know I am kind of like a bit on the fence now about crystals and the whole kind of influx about, oh, I'm a crystal healer and things. And you're thinking, well, you're healing, but you're taking so much. Where did you get your crystal from? You know, I never used to think like that before, but um, I do now. Yeah, I do actually think that now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something we have to be very aware of, isn't it? Oh, this has been such an amazing conversation. We've gone quite deep here. We've, we've really touched in on some personal stuff and, and you're so honest and open about sharing these things, which I really honour you for. It's a pleasure because, you know, if my experiences can help somebody else on their own healing journey, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really lovely. So is there anything in particular you'd like to share with the listeners here today? just never give up and just be yourself and you know be unapologetically you you know you've got no fake fronts don't put up any kind of like you know facade just be yourself and you will get respected and loved a lot more from being authentic so martin if somebody wanted to order one of these dolls and have one made specially by you for them what would they have to do um, you can drop me an email, um, which are the links are in my bio on social media. And then well, tell, me that. tell me, your, tell me that I'm going to put it in the box. But what's okay, your... uh, martyjw3010gmail.com. Okay, and that'll be in the box below. Yeah. Okay, and and then obviously have a think about what you want the doll for. Do you want it for a healing journey? Um, do you want one for protection? Do you want one to display on your altar? Um, um, because I do make kind of like and doll. Somebody wanted one um, oh, a while ago. Um, can you just put like a spirit of like Hecate in there? Um, and I've had one to do like, you know, kind of like reflecting the Morrigan and things like that. And so, you know, have a think about what you want it for. What do you want to use it for? You know, I will say they're not for children. Um, you know, in some of the parts, I mean, they have got sharp parts on some of them. I've, um yeah. So the bigger ones, I wouldn't suggest like carrying around with you because if you put your hand into hit your purse, you might kind of like stab yourself with a <laughs> with a piece of wire or something. Um, but yeah, you know, just shoot me a message and we can discuss it. You know, I'll work totally and, with it. 
And, and how do you choose colours and things like that? Do you need a photograph of people or anything like that? I ask people uh, what their favourite colour is and I do give them the option, do you want me to, like, you know, what do you want? It, it kind of all comes organically. In, most people have always said, you know, just do what you want. Can you just put a bit of green for me or a bit of purple? Um, and so the faces uh, are all different. So I kind of like make the faces as I'm making the doll. It all comes together then. You know, I don't, I haven't got a drawer full of different faces where I'm just like randomly getting one out. I make the face as I'm making the doll. Um, so yeah, and you know, I'll be happy to help. And the last one I did has got bones on it and sage and lavender. And she's got myrtle inside her and mugwort as well. So, uh, you're a real witch, you are. I am, you know. Good way, good, good way. You know, repress it and like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a, a lovely, lovely thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Well, I hope you get lots of orders from this pop up. Get Thank your you. spirit dolls. <laughs> I hope so, I hope so. And let me just say as well, before we go, um, that Caroline will be live on my YouTube channel in August as well. And so I hope you can all like kind of hop along and join us and because and, we want to talk about Caroline's work as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Caroline is a guest on my YouTube channel in August. So we just need to sort out a date and then we can like kind of advertise that. Thank you so much, Martin. I'm really, I'm really touched to be be connecting with you again. I feel like there's a little soul connection between oh, us. Oh, no. Always have it. We're really, it's really strange. From the first time we spoke on the Zoom call, and I just thought, oh, my gosh, what, what, what an amazing lady. Um, And I told you that, didn't I? You know, you had this kind of presence, and it was really strange. I was, nobody's kind of quite had their effect on me before, Caroline. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's been lovely. And I was so honoured when you asked me to come on this podcast. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, it's, it's been absolutely gorgeous, Martin. And, I, and um, I, I know our listeners are going to really appreciate what you share. And do have a look at Martin's, um, yeah, his, his website and his Instagram account and have a look at these dolls because they really are spectacular and very special so I really wish you well with that Martin and that it blossoms and yeah. I do sense your grandmother looking over you and saying yeah Martin this I is hope so <laughs> over you. and, and I, I can't wait to see a little one of her <laughs> look and roll in her eyes that's more like it yeah. oh really <laughs> what's he doing now oh yeah. she's so proud she'd be so proud Martin I know it's Caroline Thank you. Lots of love and thank you. You too. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And remember, you can be in touch with myself or this speaker. My website is middleearthmedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites, and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you. Thank you.